Welcome to the Box Jumper Podcast, episode number six. You'll have to excuse me as I geek out a little on this one because I'm super excited to be joined by an actual CrossFit Games athlete, fresh off her experience and sharing it with us. I'm delighted to be joined by Colleen McQuaid of CrossFit Quispam Sis in New Brunswick. Now, for the international folks that are listening, to give you an idea, that's a suburb of St. John, a city on the east coast of Canada, along the Bay of Fundy, uh, and about an hour's drive, an hour and change drive from the U.S. border uh, in Maine. Now, Colleen is an exciting guest for me. First, she's a Maritimer that made it to the biggest stage in CrossFit and was there just two weekends ago. Second, she's a Masters athlete competing at a very high level, and that just can't help but inspire you. And third, she's super friendly and a great example of how generous the CrossFit community is. I connected with her on Facebook just before her games experience got underway, and she immediately agreed to share her experience once she got back. As always, I'm your host, John Sainamond. I'm a CrossFit L1 trainer, uh, a Catalyst Athletics L1 certified weightlifting coach, a master's athlete myself, a husband, a dad, a small business owner in Bedford, Nova Scotia, Canada. And with this podcast, I talk to people from all corners of the CrossFit and extended fitness community about getting healthy, happy, fit, staying active and independent, and all the other great things that make fitness part of your life. So let's talk about the games from the ground and get it from someone who was just there on the field, in the Coliseum, on the O course. We'll start in 10 for an insider's look from rookie CrossFit Games athlete, fierce competitor, physiotherapist, wife and mom, and proud Maritimer, Colleen McQuaid. Welcome, Colleen. Um, what a whirlwind of uh, a few weeks you've had over the last little while. Yes, <laughs> it's been amazing. Um, for uh, for those joining, um, I'll, I'll give an introduction during uh, during the intro to the the uh, the episode as well. Um, but you just came back from the CrossFit Games, having competed uh, in the thirty five to thirty nine ladies division. Um, and before we get into what your experience was at the games, um, I'm interested in backing up, um, and talking about how you got there. So uh, for starters, what's your background in sport? Um, I was a gymnast until I was between seven and 14. Mm -hmm. So I trained about three hours a day, five days a week. Um, and I guess looking back, I think CrossFit training is very similar to the training I did as a child. And I loved it. Like I couldn't get enough of it. So um, I've always been interested in fitness. Yeah. Um, after I, when I stopped doing gymnastics, I started playing every single sport I could, um, that my parents would allow me to. So I played, but I kind of focused on hockey, volleyball, softball, track. Those were the things I did in high school. And then in university, I played varsity hockey, varsity cross country, running uh, track and softball all in university. So I never, I wasn't a big gym person. I think I had a year's membership at The Good Life in 2006 when I finished physio school. Um, but that's about it in terms of lifting weights. I, I wasn't into that at all. It was more sports related. Mm -hmm. So um, my, uh, Heather, the owner of our gym, Heather Wood, she, uh, her and I played ball hockey. Ball hockey is another big one, uh, sport of mine. Um, and I ran into her when I was pregnant with my third 
And she, I knew that she had owned a gym. A couple of my patients had done CrossFit. My sister started it. So there was lots of things pushing me, I guess, to try it. And then, you know, I wanted to get in shape after I had my third baby. And we had ball hockey nationals coming up that summer. So I thought, oh, this is a great way to get into shape. And first workout, I was hooked. <laughs> that was it. Yep. Game over. Now, it's interesting. I mean, you have you have an interesting background, not just in sport, but you're a physiotherapist as well. So how long have you been practicing? And and what was what was the progression um, for you professionally before you even got into CrossFit? Um, I've been practicing for 12 years um, as a physio. Um, I've worked kind of all over. We lived in Ontario for a couple of years. So I worked with uh, actually the Women's National Hockey League team for two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, private clinics, hospital, um, moved back here, kind of back. This is home, uh, Ross A, Quispamsis area. Um, we lived in St. Andrews. I worked down there. I, I feel like I got a lot of experience working everywhere. And then, um, my best friend and I opened up a private clinic six years ago. So, um, and since I joined CrossFit, I actually had the, the privilege of treating a lot of CrossFitters from the KV area, but also all over St. John. So that's really been a wonderful addition to our practice. I would imagine certainly we've got a few physios, um, in our gym as well. And, um, they have a unique perspective on uh, how to treat um, athletes that are um, going to CrossFit on a regular basis. And um, they have a unique awareness of what types of um, aches and pains and, and um, the, the types of things that they'll commonly come in for, whether it's a mo- mobility issue that they're, that they're looking to correct in order to increase their performance in class or whether they've um, done something wrong, injured themselves, and they're looking to um, get some help in uh, fixing that and, and getting back into class. Um, so it's it, certainly any of the physios that I've gone to, particularly since I've started CrossFit, I've really appreciated going in and talking to somebody that has some experience with CrossFit so that first of all, they're not immediately saying, why are you doing that? Uh, they get it. Um, yeah. but they also understand what yeah. the movements are. So they understand what the strains are on the joints, on the muscles. And so I feel like they're in a better position to treat athletes that are doing CrossFit. Absolutely. Um, and I took my level one three years ago. I mean, I was only into CrossFit a year, but I took it because, um, obviously I wanted to learn more personally, but I also wanted to learn and and to coach. I mean, I I will fill in and coach sometimes, Mm -hmm. but my main objective was to learn the movements better, be able to break them down for my patients. So when I get CrossFitters in, the first thing I do is let's, let me see a squat, you know? Um, and I feel they love that I understand the movements and I can break it down from a coach, but also as a physio and I can pick it apart and say, okay, well, you know, you're not squatting. It's not your hip mobility. It's your ankle mobility. So let's work on that. Or, you know, you're not engaging your core properly. So let's scale it back right to the beginning, strip you down and build you back up again. And I, and, and not only that, um, I will get patients, CrossFit or patients to, you know, message me. I said, like, if you want to go work out, I want you to move. I want you to keep Mm -hmm. active. So message me and I'll tell you how to scale and modify the workout. So they love that for sure. Having that option as well. Now, how do you manage your schedule? I mean, you're uh, a practicing physiotherapist, a mom of three, you've got, uh, you know, all of this stuff going on. And yet over the, over your experience in CrossFit, you've become among the best CrossFitters in the world. How, how have you pulled that off? Sounds funny to hear. (laughs) Um, uh, well, I think being self-employed does help. Mm. Um, so 
my schedule and leading up to the games, um, I've only ever trained Monday, Wednesday, Friday on my lunch break. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I work at I start work at three thirty. Um, so I would train in the morning on Tuesdays a little bit longer, like maybe an hour and a half. Thursdays was always a day off because I've always had a kid home with me, at least one. Mm-hmm. This is the first year going starting in September. I'll have three kids in school, um, and then Saturdays was a partner workout with usually my husband was my partner and Sundays would be like a strength day or like run and strength. Um, so I really didn't work out that much leading up to the games. Um, so I felt like it was very doable. It was very flexible. My schedule was, it just fit. And then, so when I got home from work, um, I was a hundred percent involved in my kids activities. So I got all my workouts done in the day. Um, or like if they have hockey on the weekend, you know, they, they, right. they come first, so we go to their practices or their games. And because I'll have all three in hockey this year, I had two in hockey last year. Um, but I mean, my kids play everything. They played uh, ball hockey in the fall. They played um, spring hockey. Right now, they're playing soccer and baseball. And then we'll start up. <laughs> They'll be um, fall baseball, fall soccer, fall hockey, and then back into hockey full time in the winter tournaments and everything. So I try to have everything you know, my kids come first on the weekends. So I prioritize them first. And, you know, if I have to get up at six, you know, for leaving to go for a tournament or something and work out for an hour before I go, that's what I do. Or, you know, in the hotels, you know, I get up before they get up and I'd go and get my workout in or in between games, go for a run. Um, So yeah, that's how I did it. Like on the weekends and stuff. And through the week, I really just got all my, all my activity in before I got home so that, you know, they came first. Um, and I think having a flexible schedule with that really helps. My husband's a teacher. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> training for the games was very, he was amazing. And he understood what I had to do and what I had to put into it in order to um, be prepared for the games. Um, so, yeah, so he was off this this summer and, um, yeah, just wonderful. Like we would try to do as much as stuff as we could together or um, involve the kids if we could. And, uh, yeah, it was I was very fortunate, I guess, to have the support and my mom too. My mom was fantastic. My mom would t- come take the kids and my husband would join me for an extra hour at the gym or something. Yep. So yeah, it was, that's how we, that's how we kind of manage a great community family support, I guess. <laughs> so how, how do you handle, um, the, the programming side of things? Are you just doing the regular programming at your box or do you supplement it? Uh, I mean, you, you know, you say you go running and, and there's other activities outside of the gym, but how do you approach training to to the level that not only gets you to the games but winds up having you succeed at the games i mean you performed very well you had very consistent uh outcomes uh across the workouts at the games um you know how did you how did you get yourself ready for it i knew i had to get stronger um late in the fall so i did do a program a weightlifting program with mel clark mel's bells weightlifting mm-hmm. and that was great and she's fantastic. And then there was the open and I didn't prepare any differently for the open. I just did all of, um, our, um, our boxes, regular pro- programming. Um, Heather did program like open workouts leading up to it. And I think that really mentally prepared me going into the open. Um, this year going into the open, I just, I was, I think I was just more, I had my head in a better space. I was just like, you know, I, no pressure on myself, just, just do the workouts and, don't stress about them just hundred percent every workout. And, uh, 
when the open was done and then I did the uh, online qualifier, um, and I found out I was going to the games. Um, I think I had three months. I had, I found out May 10th, which, which is actually my birthday. So May, June, July, I had three months to prepare. So I started with, um, Adam Westfield doing some more strengthening stuff. So I did a strengthening program with him for six weeks on top of our boxes, regular workouts. And that was also fantastic. I think it gave me a good base and a much better, same as Mel's program, like very good understanding of the lifts. Um, so I didn't have to think about technique as much because I was getting it right. down with my lifts. But yeah, then I kind of had a panic attack and was like, I can't fit all this in. Like there's so much other stuff I have to fit in. Like I was trying to get regular rods in, trying to do this, this strength training and then trying to do, you know, all the extra stuff. Like mm. what if there's parallel handstand pushups and what if there's a peg? Yeah, being ready for the I'm unknown. I'm going to have to push a sled. Exactly. So I actually, I knew that Caroline Reason Tebow um, coached and did programming for Chantal Bouchard, mm-hmm. a friend of mine. You would know everybody, I think, knows Maritimes knows Chantal. And uh, so I actually uh, messaged um, Caroline Reason Tebow and just kind of said, How do you plan <laughs> to train for the games? I said, I'm kind of at a loss. Um, I'm just stressing and it's just too much right now for me to try to program myself. And she said, Well, there's a girl at my gym coach Liz. And she said she trained with me all last year while I was training for the game. So she understands the type of training that is required for the games and she coaches full time. Let me see if she'd be interested. So she wrote me back like I think half an hour later and was like, yes, she's very interested in working with a games athlete. So I said, great. So I started with nine weeks before the games and she kicked my butt. He, <laughs> he, <laughs> uh, uh mentally and physically challenged me uh a lot more than I've ever Mm -hmm. been um the training was it was it was awesome I loved it um so yeah she gave me she sat down with me what are your all your max lifts what can you run this in what can you roll that in what are your weaknesses what are your strengths she looked at all my scores for the open all my scores for the online qualifier and set up a plan very personalized to me and yeah, she did a lot of, we did a lot of conditioning. We didn't do a whole lot of lifting, to be honest. Um, you know, like 65, 70% one rep max bar cycling things, but nothing, nothing right. max. And uh, yeah, just a lot of conditioning, a lot of um, heavy man stuff, a lot of, yeah, like just everything I needed to have, I guess. Um, and even though my weaknesses were still my weaknesses at my games at the games. They were huge, huge improvements Mm. for me personally. So yeah, it was, uh, it was awesome. The, the training was awesome. And, and looking back, everybody says, Oh, how, how do you feel after the games? (laughs) I honestly felt great. I took two days off and then jumped right back into training because the training I did before was much tougher than the actual games itself. Mm. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, the, the um, I did find that the the programming at the games this year was a little bit more. Um, a, a, the intensity was a little bit different than it was last year. Um, you know, in watching, I mean, uh, I I wouldn't pretend to do some of those movements. I mean, I don't know how the, how some of those uh, some of those workouts can be accomplished in the kind of times that you all are doing them. But you know, everything seemed 
pretty accessible. They were just, you know, the, the elite athletes are just doing it much faster, much more efficiently. Um, you know, they're, they're just making those movements look easy, but it did seem to have an, like a higher volume of traditional CrossFit movements mixed in with a little bit of unusual stuff. I mean, there was certainly an emphasis on handstand work this year, which, um, was a surprise for a lot of people and not everybody's comfortable with them. Seems like you don't have a problem with them with your background in gymnastics though. Yeah. The handstand one wasn't one of my greatest events. Um, just because I had never done the, uh, ramp right. and they gave them, like, I can walk on my hands for days. Like that's one of my strongest movements. If somebody asked me, um, what one of my best movements is, it would definitely be walking on my hands. Um, they gave us that ramp to walk up and down, you know, just before we went out like an hour before. So, and there's, you know, a ton of teens and masters all trying mm-hmm. to do it at the same time. So I, I did get the hang of it in warm up, but you know, game time is a little bit different and you get a little bit nervous. And I was just very precautious when I was doing that workout. Right. I was very slow and, and, um, all the girls that I was competing with, every single one of them went to regionals. I was the only girl that had never been to regionals or the games oh, in my right. division. So, yeah. So, um, that was one of those workouts that experience did really benefit. Um, so yeah, they were all like, yeah, well, this is easier. You know, at least we don't have to go downstairs. And <laughs> I was like, that ramp is very deceiving looking. It's very steep. Mm. And when you go down, I almost did plant the first time because I got going so fast. So that was one that was, um, you know, I was pumped. I was like, oh yes, I'm, I'm going to crush this one. And then, you know, I did it and it was, it was, it was a very high skilled movement. It wasn't a, it wasn't more, um, arm endurance one. It was just a skilled movement right. that I had done before. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was fun. <laughs> I, I enjoyed doing it, but yeah. Now, in addition to, um, the physical, uh, preparation for the games, did you wind up adjusting, um, how you approach nutrition and mobility, recovery, sleep, or, or were all of those things already part of the way that you train? Yeah. Being a master's athlete is definitely different. Um, I still think I'm, you know, 26 instead of 36. (laughs) So sometimes I have to, uh, realize, um, that I'm not, uh, my nutrition, I dialed in, I would say in January really, really well. Um, and did I see anybody? Not really. Um, I've, you know, I, I've done my, my research, I guess, and kind of understood, uh, I understand nutrition a bit, but yeah, I probably should be going with somebody for my nutrition. Um, I had, there's a local clinic or a local, um, place here, uh, simply for life, but then there's Nella's and Nella's was fantastic. they they make fresh local food. Um, daily. Mm-hmm. And so they sponsored me. So they gave me meals every day. Oh, nice. So that really, really helped with my meal planning and prep. Um, I can't thank them enough. <laughs> I was literally, I really literally run to the gym, run fr- from work to the gym. I would scoot over to Nella's, grab my meal and eat it in the car on the way back to work. Um, so they were a lifesaver. Um, so yeah, nutrition, I felt like I had a basic understanding of what I need to f- how I need to fuel my body and, um, recovery. I use Isogenics is my uh, supplement company that I use. I've used them for three years now consistently. Mm-hmm. I love their products and I feel like they're, they're good for me and they, they help me a lot. 
Um, and then in terms of uh, sleep, well, um, I have three kids and two dogs. So. <laughs> more, more challenging under those circumstances, I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, sleep, sleep is always something that I struggle with. And I'm used to sleeping, um, working, working out and working um, with very little sleep. So that's not an issue. I mean, I've gone to competitions with like four hours of sleep before. Um, so yeah, that's, that's not a, I mean, if I get more sleep, that's lovely, but it's not a, that I don't know if that really factors into my mm-hmm. performance at all. And then in terms of mobility, I do Romwad every single night. Um, the games actually at the games, they gave us a, uh, Romwad was there and gave all the athletes a free year's uh, subscription to Romwad. Oh, nice. That's pretty cool. Um, and then I have, well, being a physio, I kind mm. of have the, uh, um, <laughs> the tools and the, uh, ability to treat myself a little bit, but my partner, uh, Jessica Holland treated me a lot as well as I have a massage therapist at my clinic, um, Angela Alexander. She was fantastic. And then, um, one of our members, Tara Jackson is an osteopath and, um, she was amazing. And then I had Dan Como, a chiropractor, um, owner of town chiropractor that definitely gave me a lot of help as well. So I would kind of rotate leading up to the games, I would kind of rotate between the four of them and just make sure that I was on top of injuries and um, flushing out my body and, and taking as best care of myself as I can, which is really hard sometimes when you're trying to work out as much as you are. <laughs> sometimes it's hard to fit in and, and take care of yourself like you need to. So uh, let, let's talk a little bit about what your the, the games experience itself was like. Um, uh, just even starting with athlete check in, what was what was the process? I mean, you were you were arriving as a rookie, so you were going through all of this for the first time. Um, what what process did they take you through? Um, so when you got there, you had to go do a voice dub to uh, uh, have the correct pronunciation of your name. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they called me Colleen McQuaid every single time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That was a huge fail on their part. Um, And then you just sit in a waiting room and you're in these comfy couches with like, uh, you know, the faux uh, rugs and it's just, they have it set up very nicely. And then they call you in and they have a, like one of those high pedestal tables and there's two people and they open up your box Hmm. and uh everything is personalized so everything you know has McQuaid 367 was my number this year and they go through the box and um uh just kind of explain all the clothing that you get so um yeah I was I think I was drooling a bit my jaw (laughs) may have hit the floor so yeah they gave us a ton of clothing um and then the cool thing this year is the opening ceremony so they gave us um an outfit they called it a uniform uh, specifically for the opening ceremony. So it consisted of a white zip up coat with a hood and it had a Canadian flag on the front and a large Canadian flag on the back. It said McQuaid and CrossFit Chris Mamsis. And then we had to wear certain pants, certain shirt, certain bra, bra certain socks and shoes. So that was kind of cool. It was a neat addition to, I think, previous years. And then they when you're clothing, you try on all your clothing, make sure everything fits. And then you go over to another table and everybody's super friendly and they already know your name before you get there. And they give you a backpack and put all your stuff in the backpack. And then somebody else comes over and shakes your hand and introduces themselves. And then they fit you for your shoe, that, your, your shoes. So I got a pair of the Nano 8s and lifters 
running shoes and track shoes. Wow. And then, yeah. And then they send you over to another booth and they give, give you two, uh, I think it was 24 pairs of Reebok socks <laughs> and, and the junk band headbands. And then they, there was a part there too. That was really cool that you could make a video. I didn't do it. I should have, it would have been cool, but it was a long wait list to do it. And, uh, and then they had this cool, I don't know if you've seen it. It's like a clear, like plexiglass great big, huge wall with everybody's names on it. For oh, nice. So yeah, it was kind of neat. Um, and then, and then there's another row of, of, uh, vendors that give you free stuff, which is kind of, is very cool as an extra bonus. So, um, like I had mentioned, Ramad was there. So they gave us a free, um, years, uh, membership and compression socks and a tank top and a bag. And then we got these really nice glass water bottles at CrossFit games, 2018, we got compression sleeves and grips. Um, just trying to think if there's anything else. I think that's it. <laughs> but yeah, so we got a lot of loot the first day. That was pretty amazing. Was the process any different for rookie athletes? Did they did they do anything different for the athletes that were first timers, or was it the same for everybody? No, it was it was the same for everybody. Yeah, um, the girls in my group, like I said, they had all been to like either regionals or the games, so they knew the mm. whole process. And I was constantly asking questions. I was like a fish out of water. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but yeah, they were all fantastic, really nice girls. So yeah, they just kind of guided me, I guess, and helped me. But I sometimes felt left out because they were always like, remember last year when we did this? And last year we had to do that. Remember at regionals, we had to do this. And I'm like, I've never been here. So. Well, on the flip side, you'll be on, you'll be in that position next year. So you'll have the experience that other rookies will not have had. Oh, I hope, I hope I make it next year. It was amazing. What was it like to, to take the field for your very first event at your first games? Um, I always like, okay, so the first competition I was ever in was D-Town, mm-hmm. uh, YQM's competition yep. in Moncton, in Moncton, and I know it well. Yeah, so I've done it for the last, this will be my fifth time doing it, actually. So it was my very first competition. I was only into CrossFit for six months. My uh, owner put me in RX, and I was just terrified. I said, my first competition, I should not be doing RX. She said, yes, you should. Very first event was running. So, and I'm, I was a runner, right? Mm-hmm. To, to me, that was very comforting. It was something that I was familiar with, something that I was good at. And I really enjoyed their competitions for that reason. Every, every competition that we start off with a running event. And so it kind of just breaks you into it, right? It's, it's something that you're comfortable at, something that I could easily do mm-hmm. and just gives you a little bit of confidence. So I felt like the games was kind of the same thing. They said, you're going to run 500. Yeah. The battleground started with a run. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to run 500 meters and then you're just going to climb over a bunch of shit. And I was like, well, I can do that. That's not a problem. Right. The other girls had as much, I mean, they did do it last year. Um, but they also, um, uh, I think it might've been a little bit different last year. Actually. No, I think it was the same, but to me it was, um, you know, I've got kids. I'm always at the playground. I love climbing ropes is one of my best things that I do in CrossFit. Um, and yeah, just, that's just kind of something that I, I knew that I would be good at. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't scary to me. There was one part at the very end where you have to, you, you, you walk up that steep log mm-hmm. and then you have to swing on the rope and land on the 
whatever. Right. And if you, I mean, if you fail that, you have to go back to the beginning yeah. on right there. Yeah. 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 So, um, Sam Briggs was actually the one giving me tips for that. She said, you, you just you catch low on the rope and fall into it. I was like, okay. And they, we were doing it side by side in the, in the practice. We had a practice the day before they give us four minutes, big whopping four minutes to practice whatever <laughs> obstacles we wanted. So he, uh, yeah. So some of the vets, like they, they helped, uh, they helped me out a lot. Actually, Sam Briggs helped me out the most during the whole competition. Um, but yeah, they gave gave me tips and stuff. So, um, that one, I, I was nervous, but it was different. Like every event that I went into, I was nervous, obviously, mm. but more excited because I had zero expectations. Like I, I had not, like I came in in 20th spot. So every workout I did better than 20th spot was bonus for me. I didn't, I didn't, I don't know. I just, nobody knew who I was. Right? Relish the so anonymity. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Now it's interesting. Um, you know, I mean the, the battleground was your, your, best finish but that doesn't necessarily mean to you that it was your best event was there was there one event that you you felt like you exceeded your own personal expectations irrespective of where you finished my worst finished was the uh muscle up back squat workout the one that i finished with those box jumps over mm-hmm. and um my coach really worked hard with me on muscle ups ring muscle ups is one of my weaknesses just uh in high volume um, I can do twos and threes, no problem. But if they, if you throw like 30 mm-hmm. at me, it was, it was something that I was really weak at. So, um, I had done 30 muscle ups for time in May before I started with my coach and I did it again just the week before I left for the games and I beat, and I bettered my time by two minutes. So my, for me, <laughs> that workout was, I still, I think I came like 11th or 12th mm-hmm. in that workout, but, um, that for me was that for, that was personally that was good. I still know that I have to work on them in volume. I'm and I and I actually love working on them. It's not a problem. Um, but yeah, and that was that was probably my most memorable moment at the games. That's I don't know if you saw that. I put it on Instagram the video of Sam Briggs cheering me on. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it looked like you were. Yeah, I mean, you when you hit the box jumps, you were just getting up and over them so incredibly quickly. And, and, you know, she came over and I don't know what she was saying to you, but you were just motoring along and, and you did not slow down until you were done. Well, I, I like box jump overs. That's always one thing. That's how I always do my box jump overs. Um, but yeah, she was, she was encouraging me. And then when she gets up and she comes a little bit closer and starts really yelling at me in my face, she said, don't you dare stop. You're going to pass her. Keep going. Keep moving. And she just, and then she gives me the wink and the high five as she afterwards. She's awesome. Um, um, that was definitely one of my most memorable moments for sure. Um, but in terms of proudest moment would be the double under snatch workout. Um, my one rep max is like 170 pounds. And a couple of days before that, and my, my coach really didn't program anything heavy. Um, in terms of lifting. So I hadn't snatched heavy for a while and obviously all the other training that she had given me helped to, for me able to do them in the workout. But, um, a couple of days before that, I, on the Monday, I think she said, do the snatches, don't do the workout, just do the snatches. So I struggled with 165. It took me probably 10 tries to get it. And I just left it. I said, what it is, what it is. Hopefully some adrenaline will get me through. I know I can do it. And, uh, on, that was Wednesday's. That was the third workout of the day too. That day, and 
I failed my first one and then I got the second two in a row and I just, <laughs> I ran across the finish line with the biggest smile on my face and that, uh, yeah, again, it wasn't one of my best finishes. I came 11th, uh, but that was definitely one of my highlights of the whole week, um, finishing that workout. Cause I think there was four or five girls that didn't finish it. Mm-hmm. Sam Briggs being one of them, I went over and cheered on her. What did you get to do with your downtime in between events too? Like it, it was, was there ever a point where you got to just kind of decompress a little bit? Did the, did the athletes socialize at all or, or was it, you know, game time and you had to actually actively work on your recovery to get ready for the next workout and the next day? I got in on Sunday. So I worked out like Monday, Tuesday, my family got, so my husband and I got there Sunday. Yeah. So Sunday was like an off day, just kind of get around and find out where everything is. Um, Monday, Tuesday was, uh, I worked out, my family flew in on Tuesday. So that was nice. We did a nice dinner and stuff with them. Wednesday, I worked out three times and it was, you know, in between, you're just like stretching and on the bike and stuff. And, uh, Wednesday night, I'm just trying to think of like I, every night I would go with my family, my mom and my kids and my husband. Um, and, and then I would just, you know, stretch and stuff in the evening, but nothing. We did go watch some of the individuals in between events. Not a whole lot, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it, yeah, it was definitely hard. I think Wednesday night we went and watched the rowing marathon and then Thursday was an off day. So my mom and husband and my kids went to the, I don't know what water park it is, but it's the largest water park in North America. Mm-hmm. So they had more fun than I did. <laughs> <laughs> And Thursday was, uh, Thursday I, I went to the gym. I tried Cause yeah. Cause Friday I had to do the, um, rowing ski erg and dumbbell one and the jerk. So yeah, I just worked on technique. I'd never done the ski before Sam Briggs actually, uh, came over and showed me how to, how to use that. She was very helpful. I think she was like, I'm going to kill you on this one anyway. So I might as well show you how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> So she, uh, yeah, she showed me how to do that. And then I, I met up, there's some funny CrossFit people were there. So, um, I met up with them and I went for a swim with, uh, Rob Pearson. He came with me just so I didn't drown and yeah, I just had like a nice dinner again and stretched and that's kind of how I did. Like I would just kind of, I didn't go to much of the venues, um, walking around cause I always had my heavy book bag on me, which was you know, like 30 pounds of stuff inside it. So you could leave your stuff in the athletes village. There ha- there was a big warm up area there. The gym was like one side was teams. Then there was like teens and masters. And then the individuals were on the other side. Right. So yeah, you could leave all your stuff there. Um, I went to, there's a Aristotle was like the name of the, the rehab company that was there. Mm-hmm. So you could have all the athletes had access to treatment. So that was one thing I did too. Every day I went for treatment, just got like, worked on. Um, I had a knee issue and a neck issue and they were fantastic. And then they would always tape you up, make sure that you're good. So I, I did that on all of my days. Um, Friday, I actually got sunstroke. I got heat stroke. Mm. So that was rough. Friday and Saturday were rough. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a battle of trying to get enough food into you, trying to stay out of the sun mm-hmm. and yeah, stretch and mobilize. Now you worked on, um, weaknesses that you had already identified going into the, um, going into the games for this year. 
did the games um, themselves reveal any anything that you think you need to work on prior to this coming season? Um. Oh, there's always room for improvement. Yeah. Well, sure. Muscle yeah. Up still. Yeah. Yeah. Um, muscle up still. Um, uh, the um, like cycling snatches, like heavier snatches. Obviously, I want to work on that. Um, my clean and jerks are a lot better than my snatches. Um, I'm just going through the work, all the workouts in my head. Um, yeah, it's, it's like the open is different than the games too. It's completely different training, mm. right? So it's lightweight and, um, yeah, it's, it's just different training. It's not so much high skilled events that you have to, uh, that you have to train for. Right. Um, right. Yeah, no, um, there, there were so many things that I hadn't done at the games before that I can't really compare. Like I'd never done a yoke carry ever. Mm. So, and that was the girls that had done it before said 380 pounds was pretty heavy to do for the length that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I have no idea. I've never done that before. So I, I think I did eighth on that workout, but that was a workout. I got the heat stroke during it right in the middle of it. Right. Um, uh, what else did I do? This, uh, the skier, I definitely need to work on that, but we don't have one. Um, yeah. And, and, and for the games next year, if I do make it again, definitely swimming. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's so much to work on. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you never know what's going to get thrown at us for the next season either. Um, you know, there's, there's some stuff that's consistently there, but there's always things that change too. Right. Yeah. No, I, I just keep, and you got to keep, you got to work on your strengths too. Cause I feel like sometimes we focus on our weaknesses too much and then our strengths put on a back, back burner and then they're not maybe not our strengths anymore. That's, that, that's the tough part with CrossFit. Yeah. Were there any events that you, uh, that you saw announced for the individuals that you wish you had been able to take a crack at, uh, knowing that the programming wasn't going to overlap? Uh, definitely not the marathon row. That would be my worst nightmare. <laughs> um, I, I really liked the workout that they did with the obstacle course with a 14 pound. They had the vest on the way to vest and they had to run and then carry the dummy across the field. Mm-hmm. I love stuff like that. I think that would be fun. Um, I also like the one where they were running a salt bike and pulling the sled on the field. But yeah, yeah that that was a that was a, a really interesting event to see them come out on the field and find out only as they're doing it how many reps they have to do. For example, I so so my favorite part of competitions is the semis and the finals when you don't know what you're doing until you till the day before mm. or till the moments before. I mean, um, so that workout to me was like the coolest workout that they've ever done at the work at the games. They could have made it a bit more fun, but mm-hmm. I love the, the, the premise behind it. And we didn't find out, we didn't find out our workouts, our final workouts for Sunday until Saturday night. And Dave Castro himself actually came in and, and announced them to us. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you had uh, an absolutely amazing experience. Um, you know, I, I hope that you get another shot at it. Me too. Um, you know, it certainly seems like, uh, seems like your training, um, is there to support it. Um, you know, you're, you're, you, you're one of the people that's, that's blessed with the ability to, to do these movements and, and, you know, your background in, in, uh, sport and in fitness are, are certainly taking you a long way 
in this, this new CrossFit journey. And, and, you know, I, I, I hope to be able to watch you at the games, uh, next year as well. And, and, you know, I, I don't doubt that, that if people from the community, particularly the Maritimes, um, certainly know who you are now, they're, they're, they're watching and, and I'm sure they're going to be eagerly cheering you on, um, throughout the open, the online qualifier and subsequently, hopefully an appearance at the games next year. Oh, thank you. The community support from all over the Maritimes, all over Canada was absolutely amazing. Um, I got, yeah, so many messages from people. I just want to say a big thank you to everybody. It was really, really meant a lot to me. I read every single message and um, knowing that I had so much support and so many people watching me and cheering me on from, from home really, yeah, light the fire in you and makes you want to do it for them. I'll bet. Well, thanks very much for, for sharing your experience, Colleen. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It was great. We've reached our time cap. I hope you're as energized as I am from this latest episode of the Box Jumper podcast. Please subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you get upcoming episodes automatically as I'm joined by more guests to talk about fitness and health. A huge thank you to Colleen McQuaid for joining me for this episode. I'm really looking forward to meeting her in person at the upcoming D-Town Throwdown competition in Moncton. Uh, When the first event gets underway, I'm sure I'll see her briefly at the start line, and then she'll be relaxed and long since done by the time I cross at the finish. But hey, that's CrossFit. While we're at it, a huge shout-out to Sam Briggs for showing such support for Colleen at the Games. That's a class act, an experienced CrossFit competitor doing the community proud. You can connect with Colleen on Instagram at... C-O-C-M-C-Q-U-A-I-D and CrossFit Quiz Pam Sis at, geez, do I need to spell this? CrossFit Q-U-I-S-P-A-M-S-I-S-G-M-A-I-L-C-O-M. That's their username on Instagram. If you like this episode, do me a solid. Write me a five-star review on iTunes. I'm hoping to share some reviews in the, and comments on future episodes. And, of course, if you have ideas or people that you'd like me to talk to, email me at info at boxjumper.ca. Uh, visit boxjumper.ca for other fitness-related stuff outside the podcast as well. And, of course, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook with the handle at boxjumperover40. Thanks for listening once again. Lots more to come. Until then, stay healthy, wad happy, and wad often. <laughs>